0: Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Welcome to The Art of Being You. And hey, if this is your first time listening, I want to say a special welcome to you. We love having you here. Um, Today, I am going to talk about something I think we all have wondered about at times. But before I do that, I want to give another update. And I know I have been updating about my book since December. Let me tell you what it feels like to be the person writing the book and still sending update after update and not having a clear date on it of this stuff is beyond uh, my control so I'm using a third-party company to help me finish the book and the cover design and all that kind of stuff and I do not have the ability to move them faster to the speed I would like them to be at but I know I have been told we are in the final final stages so if you want to be the first to know about my book pre-order going live, please do me a favor and jump on my email newsletter. So you can do that at www.rachelwartman.com. And right on the homepage, there is a spot where you can sign up for my email newsletter. Why is this important? Well, as you know, social media algorithms are not always friendly. So just because you follow me on social media does not mean you're going to see the posts that come out um, about the book or other things that I do. I think you have to specifically like click follow or something like that or follow first to default, to make sure that you see someone's posts every time, and most of us are not gonna do that, right? Um, And I get that. So the newsletter, the email is one of the best ways that you can stay connected with, uh, with what's going on. So that being said, I think that's all the announcements that I've got for today. Let's dive into the topic. We're talking about how do you know that you're called? How do you know what your calling is? What's the difference between a calling and a good idea? <laughs> and I don't know about you, but this is something that I need clarity on as well. I have to remind myself on the things I'm going to share with you today. I was. um jotting down some podcast topics a few weeks ago, actually. Um, and this was one that I felt the Holy spirit kind of pop up. So hopefully this is helpful for you. Um, okay. So I'm the kind of person, let me just tell you a little about myself. I'm the kind of person who has a lot of ideas a lot of ideas. I mean, a lot, a lot of ideas. And I don't follow through on probably at least half to two thirds of the ideas that I have. So if you're looking at my life and saying, well, Rachel, you, you do a lot of things. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that I'm actually passing on for all kinds of reasons. What I have learned about myself, and if you're like me, you might resonate with this. When I have an idea, it is like this electric energizing experience. It, it is like, it brings so much fulfillment to me. But the actual fulfilling of the idea, that's a different story. Very draining. Not Do not recommend. <laughs> you know, I don't enjoy the fulfilling part of an idea. And so for me, I have had to learn to get really clear about when I have an idea that is good and helpful and I know people are going to like, is that idea actually from God? Is it from God? Because we wanna make sure that we're doing our calling and not just going from one idea to the next, right? I heard uh, um, somebody that I found on on Instagram say it like this. He said, I don't want my content to go viral. I want it to be valid. He said, I know I can say things in certain ways that it would go viral. He's a preacher. And he said, but I don't want that. I'm not trying to be viral. I want it to be valid, to be clear, to be true. And that sometimes doesn't uh, help the algorithm. And I just kind of laughed because I was like, man, I, I feel that, you know, we want to be clear on what we're doing for the Lord. So let me just say in an overarching sense, if you're brand new to the idea of calling, I have a couple episodes about calling on this podcast. And so you can go back and, and listen to those as well. But what I like to do, what has helped me the most, what I feel like is the most um, clear way to look at calling is that you're calling and your assignment are two different things. Your calling and your assignment are two different things. So here's what that looks like in my eyes. Your calling is very simple. Your calling is to be a son or a daughter of God, to have a relationship with him, and to draw other people to the Lord through your relationship. This would look like when Jesus is giving the Great Commission, go into all the world, tell people about me, right? Preach the gospel, make disciples. Ultimately, that is all of our calling. Now, the way that that calling comes about in our life is what we call our assignment. So our assignments are different. Our assignments are unique to the season of life that we're in. So shout out to all the moms right now who have little kids at home that are listening to this. Your assignment looks different than my assignment. We are both moms. We are both doing, you know, motherhood as part of our calling. But my season of life has determined my assignment in a different way because my youngest child is now five. When my kids were under five years old, my assignment looked very different. My, the way that I flushed out making disciples was primarily making them disciples, right? Making my own children disciples. So getting clear on your calling and your assignment is the first thing that you have to do. Because here's the kicker. Your assignment is going to change based on the season that God has you in. Now, seasons come and go. They can be short. They can be long. You can have a three-month season. You can have a 20-year season. So the season component of your calling is what's going to require you to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. You're going to have to know what God is saying for your life. A lot of us say, well, I feel called to this or that. And the reality is what you're feeling is an assignment. So let's just break this down as as clear as I can. We're going to talk more on the peripheral in a second. But here are three things you can do right now. Three things you can do right now to make sure you are clear on the calling of God that's on your life. Okay? Number one, simplify your calling. Simplify your calling. So when we look in the Bible, the people in the Bible had one calling, right? To make Jesus known, to draw people to him, to make disciples And though they did that in different ways, Peter did that, he was assigned to Jerusalem. He was assigned primarily to the Jews. He also had an assignment to some Gentiles as well. Paul did that. He was assigned primarily to the Gentiles. He did some things with the Jews. Do you see what I'm saying? We simplify our calling. See, when we use the phrase calling or the word calling um, in so many different ways, it confuses the body, right? It confuses us because we start saying, well, somebody said they feel called to go to Africa as a missionary, um, okay, so am I supposed to be called to do that? Somebody would say, I have a calling to do you know, this. Okay, like make disciples. Good for you. We actually all have that calling, right? And it can get really, really confusing. So we actually, my husband and I, we tried to change our language. We've been trying to change our language from the idea of I feel called to do this to I feel that God is giving me an assignment for XYZ because at the end of the day, We need to have a simple calling, it needs to be clear. What is your calling to go into the world to make disciples? What world are you going into? That's where your assignment comes in. How do you make disciples? That's where your assignment comes in. Maybe you are prophetic, maybe you are an evangelist, maybe you're a teacher, maybe you are apostolic, maybe you're a shepherd or a pastor, maybe you're none of those things and you are mothering or fathering, maybe you are, you know making disciples through your business. It doesn't matter. What matters is that you're hearing from the Lord what the assignment is, how he chooses for you to flush out your ultimate calling. So number one, simplify your calling. Number two, clarify your assignment for this season, for this season. So I have some assignments on my life that are long-term. Like I'm thinking it's gonna take me 20 plus years at least to accomplish some of those. Okay. So maybe it's not time for me to work on those yet because the assignment for this season right now looks different. Again, we talked about this. The context of motherhood is the best way I can give it as an example. Like when you have a newborn, it is all encompassing of your time, your energy, your body, all the things, right? And as your newborn grows, your assignment to their life changes. They don't need you to change their diaper usually when they're 15 years old. And so that becomes like the easiest way I can explain the idea of your assignment changing in time. Okay, so we're going to simplify your calling. We're going to clarify your assignment for this season. What is it that God is actually telling you to do right now? It may not be the biggest thing you're called to. But today, where are you putting your hands? How do you bring glory to the Lord day in and day out at your job or in your home or, um, you know, in a position at church that you don't love? What is this season's assignment for you? Now, you don't get to know, usually, we don't get to know when that season is going to be over. It may be short, it may be long, but we have to be faithful to the season that God has us in. Number three, the action steps are on your end. You're going to simplify your calling, you're going to clarify your assignment, and you're going to recognize that the fulfillment of those things is on you. It is on you. Now, the big stuff, right? Like the long-term callings, like if if you get some kind of crazy prophetic word like God's going to send you to Mars and you're going to colonize, you know, whatever, That's probably a really bad example. Let's, let's bring it back onto the earth. So maybe God says, you know, God is going to open doors for you and you're going to preach to Kings and these kind of crazy words that some people give. Well, what do you do with that? You just like show up at palaces and knock on the door and be like, well, God said it. It's, it's my assignment must be for now. No, no. You have to recognize what is the season right now and what action steps can you take. Sometimes the action step that you take is nothing because it's something beyond you that only God can do. But a lot of times the action steps are totally on your end. So how do you discern that? Through talking to the Holy Spirit. Ask him, what of this is for me to accomplish and what of this is on your end, Lord? What can I be faithful in right now? Maybe it's prayer. Maybe it's uh, giving financially. Maybe it's, um, you know, wiping noses and and bottoms and disciplining your little ones so that they have good character when they grow up, whatever the case may be, right? It's what am I, what am I doing? And then making sure that you're actually doing that. See, a lot of us buy into this belief that if God has given us an assignment, he's just going to take care of it all and do it all for you. It does not work that way. When I was starting this podcast, I really drug my feet on it because I was having a little bit of analysis paralysis, which I talked about last week. And I was just kind of like, you know, I don't know uh, what would I call it and what was the graphic art going to be and who's even going to listen and what would I talk about and all these types of things. And a few months in, the Lord said to me, look, you are not being obedient. And I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> I broke my heart. You know, I'm thinking I thought I was being obedient thinking about it. But thinking about it and taking action are two very, very different things. So let's talk a little bit more just about knowing the difference between the good ideas and the God ideas. How do you know that it is a calling from the Lord? Well, let me say it to you this way. Follow through is a filter. Follow through is a filter. So when we take steps toward the thing that we felt God called us to do, The follow through action often becomes a clarifier for us where we begin to recognize, you know what, maybe I missed that. Maybe this is not something that I can do. Maybe this is not for now. Um, A couple of times in my life I've thought, uh, oh, when I was writing my first book, I really felt like God said, I want you to write this book. I want it to look like this. And I started trying to do it. I went to Starbucks one night, which I hate Starbucks. I very rarely go, but I did. I was the only place open. I went to Starbucks, sat there, tried to write this book, and I was just like, wow, I am in the throes of motherhood with my fourth kid. You know, she was like, um, I don't know, a baby at that time. And I'm going, I don't know how to do this. I This is not working. And in the follow through, it became a filter for me that it wasn't the right season. Oh, actually, that was before Grace was born it became that it wasn't the right season. Well, lo and behold, the more that I tried to take steps with the book writing process, the closer that I got to understanding what it was that God was asking me to do. You will never discover that if you just stop, if you just think about it and you stop there at the thinking stage. So the follow through becomes a filter for you. You have to hold your assignments loosely because we have to expect that we're missing a piece of the puzzle. Paul says it like this, we all see in part, we all know in part, right? We prophesy in part. In other words, there is not one person on the face of the earth that has a fully complete, 100% accurate prophecy with zero room for, you know, misinterpretation. Is not possible on this side of heaven. So you and I, we are subject to good ideas, getting grafted into the God ideas. And as we start taking follow-up steps, that becomes a filter for us to dis- to discern which is which. The next thing you have to do, and guys, if I could just give you one piece of advice, if I could just impart this into you and stick it into your soul right now, I would, because it is so important. You have to release your expectation of the feeling of fulfillment. Let me say that again. You have to release your expectation of how fulfillment is going to feel. When you accomplish the assignments on your life, it will not automatically bring happiness. It will not make you feel significant. It will not make you feel all the things that you're hoping and searching for. That can only come from knowing the person of Jesus, from intimacy with him. And so all the assignments on our life, we are not doing these to get accolades from God, to get a high five, to get a gold star from God so we can feel good about ourselves for a moment. If that's your motivation, you got to go back to square one because you are missing something. You have your flesh filtering into what you're trying to perceive from the Lord. And I am saying this as somebody who has been around this wagon way too many times. So many times I have had mixture of what I was looking for in significance or whatever in the, the, also the assignments that God was giving me. And I will tell you, man, it is depressing to discover that fulfilling some of these assignments did not feel fulfilling at all. And through brokenness, like we talked about last week, Through staying with Jesus, through holy tenacity, I've been able to realize how twisted that thinking was. We don't work for God to make us feel better about ourselves, guys. We partner with God through an intimate place of knowing him and being with him, and that is the fulfillment. And however else it it comes about, whatever happens on the other side of our obedience is not the main thing. The main thing is that we trusted him and we connected to him. And I'm telling you, if you don't feel that or you don't believe that, trust me, start trying to believe it now because it is the absolute truth. So, okay. What does it mean? Uh, I want to talk about this for a second. What does it mean that when people say, well, if God called you to it, God will sustain it. Have you heard this phrase before? It is all over the place, right? If God is calling you to it, God will sustain it. If you try to do it, you'll have to sustain it. And I think it's very poetic and makes sense on the you know, first thought. But when we dive into that, there's a lot of room for nuance that gets lost on us. Right. And I want to clarify for a second when, when people say God will sustain it, here's what that means. You will have this internal thing inside of you that continues to show up to do whatever that assignment was, even if you're not seeing fruit from it. So missionaries overseas, right? Classic, classic example they do not always see fruit. In fact, one missionary family we know um, was in the Middle East for over 10 years, never saw one salvation in that time period. Eventually, they did see an unbelievable harvest of hundreds of thousands. But for 10 years, you're living in a foreign country, you're raising your kids in a foreign country that's hot and doesn't have a lot of amenities, you know, like modern world does, and you're sacrificing that and you're not seeing any fruit from it. How can someone continue to do that? because God is sustaining it. And what does that mean? That means they wake up every day with this grace on their life to continue to do it. Do they always want to? Heck no. That's such a lie. When God is sustaining something does not mean you're going to want to do it every day. Read your Bible. I mean, like, um, Oh man, there's just so many examples. So many examples in the Bible of people. Elijah comes to mind, right? With the staying power and the sustaining power of God, and yet grumbling at the same time for the assignment that God had given him. That's normal in the kingdom of God. It's just an opportunity for us to manage our heart and commune with the Holy Spirit. So when God calls you to it, he will sustain it. So how do you know that it's a good idea or a God idea? Because somewhere inside of you, you know, you have to do it. You know, you have to do it. You don't know what will happen, but you know, you have to do it. And that feeling can become greater than the fear. It can become greater than on the other side of what's going to happen, all the unknown. And that's what it means that God will sustain it. couple of last thoughts for you guys. I hope this is helpful for you. Um, we're just kind of exploring this concept as a whole, But a couple of last thoughts. So one of the ways that you can tell, these are three things you can do to tell that it's God speaking to you, okay? Three things you need to do. The first one is often when God speaks to you, it will be confirmed. He will confirm it. Now, not always. But usually, if he's asking you to do something that is drastic, right, change jobs, change cities, change ministries, whatever, you're going to have confirmations that come, and you need to probably wait until you do to make sure that it's the Lord, right? And so how does that look? Well, sometimes it's people having prophetic words for you. Sometimes it's through, one of the times, you know, it can be through social media posts that just speak directly to your heart, Um, but God is going to bring confirmation to you. The second thing that you know that it's God is that it lingers inside of you. It just doesn't go away. You can't shake it, right? You might not be ready to take action on it, but it is like it just stays in the back of your mind. I like to journal and I like to listen to the Lord when I journal. And usually when I'm journaling out, I will draw an L with a circle around it, which is just a symbol for me that I'm listening. And the stuff that I write next to that symbol is the stuff I feel like God is saying, And even though I might feel the Lord say a lot of stuff to me over the course of a week, there's usually one or two things only that seem to linger, that I can't seem to shake, that stick in my mind. That's what I'm talking about here. That when we're going after something, when we're trying to discern, is God calling us to this or is this just an idea that I have that sounds good and exciting? This is one of the ways that we can do. It lingers with you. It it stays in you. You cannot forget about it. You cannot shake it. It's just there in your heart. That's because God deposited there. All right, last thing is get others to agree with you. I'm not saying sway them to your side. I'm saying ask them, do you agree that this is the word of the Lord? How do we do that? Well, first of all, you got to have good friends that actually want the good things for you, that want the best for you, right? Sometimes, and I, I hate saying this, it just is true. Sometimes we go to our pastors And we say, I feel like God's called me to this, and their flesh kind of gets in the way, and maybe they feel threatened or jealous or even just you know not sure, and they want to protect you, and they can not be the best sounding board in that. You should still ask their wisdom. You just need to filter it, right? Wisdom is found in a council of elders. That's what Proverbs says. So get people to speak into you and to to like get confirmation that way acts 15:28 says it this way the disciples said it seemed good to us and the holy spirit It seemed good to us in the Holy Spirit. These men that had tongues of fire sitting on top of their heads, right, who we would maybe think never doubted what the Lord was saying. They were with Jesus. They knew what his voice sounded like in the flesh as well. And they had moments where they're like, yep, this feels right, and it feels like the Holy Spirit is in this, and so we're going this direction. That should be wildly comforting to you to know that sometimes the way we decide whether it's God or not is, is there a collective agreement from our community? My husband and I, we have done this a few times on different things where it's like, man, you know, I don't have this concrete word from the Lord, but I really have this sense or this kind of lingering feeling that won't go away. And the more we talk about it with other people, it's like, yeah, you know, I might not be able to say thus says the Lord about this, but it does feel like the Holy spirit is in it. And some of those things has produced the, the best fruit Um, When some of the other stuff that we had, the sort of idyllic crystal clear word from the Lord didn't. So those are three ways that you can just sort of check yourself um, in this process. I guess we could add follow through as a filter in that. So let me just um, re-clarify just for a quick second as we land this. How do you know that you're called? Well, you are called. Every single one of us is called to go and make disciples. So what you need to do is simplify your calling and clarify your assignment for this season that you're in. And remember that the action, the fulfillment is on your end, but it will never feel as fulfilling as you think. That is an illusion. So you can guard yourself from that. All right. I hope this was helpful for you guys. Until next time, be blessed.